Hey there, I'm James McKinnon. And I'm Dagobert Renouf. And you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows the journey of two indie hackers as we navigate the good, the bad and the ugly, attempting to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Dago runs Logology, a logo design product, and has a Twitter service called Dominate Twitter. I run a podcast editing service and a handmade leather wallet side project. In this episode, Dago's got to the bottom of his illness and is on the road to recovery. You won't believe what it is. After months of positivity and growth, I might be running into some mental health problems, so we try and stop it from getting worse. But there is some good news for me later on in the episode. Let's get into it. What's new? Why, why are you so excited to tell me your updates? Why am I going to be blown away by them? Okay, because so this is going to sound so stupid and so silly, but I'm completely cured now. And this wasn't COVID. That's really cool, man. You look way better. What's fixed you? But you're going to like it. You're going to like why? Because basically it's, uh, and it's funny that I feel happy about it. It's like the most massive breakdown, burnout, depression. And I started realizing this last week because it was getting worse and worse, you know, five weeks of feeling like shit like that. And Lucy was getting really worried because like we have to cancel all of our plans. We can't do anything. It's like, you know, very terrible. And she calls a friend and the friend tells her, well, you know what? This is exactly what my husband had last year. And she starts explaining and that's exactly like me. That's like a guy who loves his work He's never sad, never depressed, never negative. And basically last year he wakes up one day and he cannot get out of bed because if he does, his heart just jumps to, you know, crazy high heart rates and he feels like he's going to die. And, and it looks a lot like long COVID, you know, because it's like you have chronic fatigue, your heart rate goes crazy, you know, you have all of these things. So you think, and then this guy, so he went through the whole thing that I went through, like he went to the doctor doctor said it's fine then he went to the cardiologist and the cardiologist says you're all good but you should go see a psychiatrist he was like okay so he goes there and the psychiatrist tells him dude you're like in a depression and this guy was like not understanding it because he's similar to me he's like dude but i love my work i love my job i'm happy how can i be doing a depression but the psychiatrist still gives him antidepressants then he starts taking them, and the next day, he's completely cured. So when I heard that story, I was like, the, the guy had spent months in bed, like me. I mean, me, that was five weeks. And that was very shocking to me to think, can that be a burnout? When I started, you know, getting sick, a few friends of mine told me, hey, maybe you're just burning out. It sounds like what I went through. But every time I kept saying, yeah, but like, I've had a burnout before, and it was because I had a boss, I had like constraints on top of me that I didn't want to do. You know, all of like lack of autonomy. So I was like, so it's probably not burnout because I'm happy. But anyway, because this story of this guy was so similar to mine, because he loves his work, very fulfilled, and yet it happened to him. I was like, okay, I have nothing to lose. What if it's burnout? What if it's a burnout? So on Saturday, I spent the evening meditating on, okay, what if it's burnout? What is happening? And just telling myself that I was burning out, it kind of like removed the pressure I was feeling. Like it removed kind of a stress that I didn't know I had about work. And the next day, Sunday, I had zero symptoms. I was running across the house, doing everything I wanted. Nothing was bothering me. So I thought, wow, this is crazy. Like in like going from five days can't walk to like my in my best shape. 
So I was pretty optimistic. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I just had to acknowledge I had a burnout. So I'm like pretty happy, right? And then next day, so Monday morning, I get out of bed and I can't get out of bed, like worse than I ever had in five weeks. And since I had started meditating on my feelings and the potential of burnout, I realized it's because it's Monday, I have to work again. And I can't because I'm just so stressed out. So I, so right now we're recording this on a Thursday. I haven't worked this week and I'm basically like try to change the entire way that I work so it doesn't lead me to burnout and you know meditating a lot and questioning everything because I didn't think I could burn out if I kind of like wanted to 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 work hard you know if I want to work hard if I want to work my ass off and I'm successful you know we make money we're like like I didn't think I could burn out but I'm actually going through fucking massive nervous breakdown that I could literally die out of a heart attack because of it yeah well, first of all, it's strange that internalizing it, or, or it's awesome that internalizing it is what start to cure you and make you feel better. Second of all, I think I remember saying this. Oh, you probably did. Yeah. As I said, a few friends of mine told me this. And you were like, yeah, I've done 70 hours this week and 60 hours. And I'm like, I've done 20. And <laughs> I was like, it's too much. It's too much. And it is also such bizarre timing, Dago, because I'm going through the exact fucking opposite thing right now or oh, no, yeah? the exact same thing right now where okay. you, you know how we sort of swapped where you were really happy and i was miserable and then we sort of you like gone through this covid which we actually find out is now burnout and yes. then i was going up it, i feel like it's switching again because i've had some of the worst week i've had in a while because i've just been okay. working so fucking hard to try and get my income up and i sort of i knew this was the reason i was doing it i knew that uh, it, it would be hard for a while, but the idea was that I would get my income up and work really hard and then find a way to sort of reduce the work. But I didn't actually have a plan for that. Like we've spoken about the finish line, but the finish line was the goal of where I can get to, but not how am I going to keep up this level of work sustainably. So yeah, that was I've just, temporary. I've just taken on client after client after client. And it's just hit me like a brick wall. It started last week and then it's been worse this week where... It's slowly dropping and dropping and dropping my like mental health. And every day this week has been a bit of a battle to get anything done. And it's hard because I've got deadlines for clients yeah. and I enjoy the work. I'm enjoying the podcast stuff. And all my announcements have been really positive recently. I, my money is pretty much fine at the moment. I'm being paid and it's sort of, I'm keeping my head above water, but getting the actual, doing the actual work is a bit too much. So I've just sort of struggled. Yeah, you know, that's that's something I understand. Like, you are sacrificing something temporary because it's not like what you ultimately want to do. You don't ultimately want to do so much client work, right? It's too much. But but still, like, I feel like I'm discovering burnout. Like, I, I used to burn out. It happened to me once, like a big time, like 10 years ago. But that was with clients, kind of like you. So it seems like it makes sense to me. Yeah, but I mean, like my client work at the moment is not, it's not like clients where I'm not enjoying 
working with them or the work is challenging or we have a disagreement on vision or there's loads of feedback that is what can often lead to it when you're working for clients because you end up resenting it i'm really enjoying the work i'm doing for the clients and i'm really good at it and there's no like rounds of feedback there's no misalignment on vision yeah it's all the stuff that i want to do and i'm good at and i'm being paid handsomely for it it's just simply too much and it does not surprise me that you burn out with the amount you were working and not giving yourself a fucking break it was crazy dago with the course do you sort of see that now you know there's a tv show on amazon prime which is in the whole world but in france too and it's called lol and it's about you know a bunch of comedians who go into kind of a a room for six hours and they have to not laugh and the goal of the game is you shouldn't be laughing you must be the last one who didn't laugh after the six hours and that's how you win and on that show usually usually the ones who win basically at some point they literally can't laugh anymore like they they kind of like change the wires in their brains during the the show and at the end nothing makes them laugh and they just like are stuck And I feel like that's what I did to myself building a startup. I made it so I can never feel bad. I never feel like negative. Literally two weeks ago we were recording and I thought I had long COVID and there was no hope of recovery and it was terrible. And I was saying, you know, it's a good thing. I'm improving my productivity. You know, I was like focused on the positive. I'm like, I wired myself to see the positive, but it's only on the mental level. Even right now, I'm literally happy I'm in a burnout because I wired myself to see only the positive, be optimistic because it was required for me to like survive with this startup journey, which is crazy. So you've had a week off or you're you're taking this week off so far. Is that completely off? Because you're doing this podcast. And if I was taking a week off, I would have told if if I had known you were taking a week off, I would have said not to do the podcast because it's still work. Oh, okay. So it's because, you know, when I meditated, I really found the problem what it was. Yeah. And the problem is like, I'm so addicted to Twitter. I spend way too much time on it and it's killing me. Yeah. And I don't even need it to grow. Like I'm not even following my own tips from my course where I give like a 30 minutes routine that you can do and that's fine. But I do like a five hours routine. I'm just like completely nuts because I'm like too addicted because I'm addicted to, well, I'm addicted to feeling like I'm the shit. You know, I'm addicted to the likes. I'm addicted to all that. And it's reassuring me that I'm like worth something because, you know, startup isn't making that much money. Like we're not reaching the goals that we had. And I feel like I'm more legitimate because of the likes on my tweets. And that's shameful, but that's true. And I, so I, I'm completely addicted to it. So basically I haven't gone on Twitter for like five days and that was enough to make me completely, you know, feel better. So now I'm like scheduling a new routine that I can do that is going to be way less triggering for me. I think everybody reacts differently, but like I'm definitely in the, in that boat of like, it made me feel something positive and it made me kind of like addicted to it. And because of it, it led to forgetting the important things. Like building logology, you know, connecting with people. And I'm just like Twitter, 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 Twitter all the time because it like gives me sugar and also some money. So I'm kind of like, you know, crazy over it. Yeah. Well, given that you went so long without earning that much when you launched the course and you did get money from Twitter, you can definitely justify spending more and more time on it because it then leads to more 
In the, most yeah, yeah, the more I spend time on it, the more money I make. Now that said, does like diminishing returns. Oh yeah. Like if I just spent like one hour per day, I would be getting 80% of the returns. I don't have to spend five hours on it. Mm -hmm. you know? So, so what yeah. you've been doing on your time off? Playing even more video games. I got I even game more games. I'm playing Halo Infinite, which I love because I love Halo. Cy Cyberpunk, I got yesterday. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, which oh, I love. So good. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've been like, and meditating a lot. I mean, once I knew it was burnout, it's like a light switched in my head. And, and there was hope because when it was long COVID, there was no hope. You just wait and you hope you don't die and you get better. But with burnout, it was like, I can get out of this. You know, I just have to change the way I work and all that. And also acknowledge that I'm stressed out, but you yeah. know, it's manageable. It just goes to show you how powerful our minds can be and why we should keep them in check as much as we can. And how I'm feeling right now, I've got to be so careful, Dago. I've got to try and get it back right again, because your mind is what switched there. It was your realization from thinking this was a physical thing and you were helpless to actually it was a mental thing and you could do something about it. Yeah. And that is all up here. So taking care of your mental health can be the difference between you a week or two weeks ago and you now, which is a crazy yeah. difference. I can hear it in your voice. You sound awesome. And it's really happy to see that it was worrying, man. Lots of people were worried about you when they were listening and you're showing yeah. up in bed every week. And I feel so bad. I feel so bad for also people who actually have long COVID. I feel like such oh, an man, idiot don't, now. Don't feel bad because mental health is just as bad as physical health in some ways. It can be equally as debilitating. Yeah. So, cool. but now like the challenge is like, okay, how do I work now? Yeah. I think I found a solution. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I think it's it just I change my way of approaching Twitter and I need to graduate from engaging every day for hours to try to show the world that I exist to just focusing on writing some tweets that are good and engaging once a week, you know, to show that I'm there to, you know, be nice to people because I still want to be nice to people. I, I hate when people don't reply. So I don't want to do the same to people, but taking it easier because now I have enough momentum anyway. And actually I was surprised to see that this week, my tweets performed pretty good, even though I wasn't there at all. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Very good feeling. Yeah. And so I'm like, cool. Now I should basically, I'm going to move Twitter in maintenance mode, you know, start maintaining instead of just like, I mean, if I just get 50 followers per day instead of a hundred, it's okay. And, and I know it sounds like a rich people problem to say this, but like I was so addicted to it. It feels scary to me, but I'd rather like we make a bit less money in the short term, but I can spend the time, you know, building stuff that is more long term, like logology, SEO and stuff that can help us. Even when I'm not tweeting, we can still make money. When are you going to go back to working? I know what you're going to say and I know what I think you should do. <laughs> okay i think i know too i think i know you're gonna say like one month and i'm gonna say today but you will be surprised because i actually started working today already <laughs> so like it's already over no i'm kidding but like no i mean seriously like yesterday i worked like one hour but again the stress comes a lot from so not just twitter but also the emails the dms all the interacting with others basically because yeah. people don't realize this but i'm like introverted so just like Taking a step step back from that is already amazing feeling. I don't know, I'm man. Really like I, I think that taking a break needs to be literally a full break, not dipping in and out, 
that there's people that take their laptops on holiday when they go somewhere. I'm completely anti that. I'm like, delete all your apps off your phone. Just take a full break from everything. And I feel that's the only way to fully reset yourself. Otherwise, you're half in, half out doing an hour here because you'll still have that mental load on. Whereas if you allow yourself to mentally fully check out for a week, and I think a week is fine, like fully gone. That, I mean, like the past, I mean, except for yesterday, I did like, I basically stopped on Friday last week up to, well, I did like five days, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but considering how bad your burnout was, I think you should probably take but a little bit like longer. But that was like a physical burnout, not mental. So uh, Caused by what? <laughs> no, yeah, no, that, that's by stress. But like what I mean, is like, it didn't lead me to be depressed or anything. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't but know. Maybe I'm just trying to like bargain. <laughs> bargain for extra hours work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what about, uh, I'll keep you posted and hopefully I don't break down. So you, so you said you were kind of in a pretty bad place and you're like, yeah, scared I, you're going to go deeper or something. Yeah. It's, it's not horrendous. Like I'm, I'm still doing stuff, but so ultra aware of how bad it can get. And I think taking so much, I don't know, having so many deadlines throughout the week, it's just causing me to, if I spoke last episode about when I miss a day, it set me off and I, I I just was behind. I did that again this week. But then the Tuesday, I didn't manage to catch up at all. So I was like one and a half days. And then the Wednesday is like my big deadline day. I've got like three podcasts that come out on that day. And I meant to have done them basically in the Monday and Tuesday. And by 4 p.m., I hadn't even done one of them. And it's just when things get on top of me like that and I don't see a solution instead of like going into beast mode and fixing it I just sort of cover up and go yeah oh no I get it so that's interesting mm. it's interesting like it's that is the same thing as what's happening to me is that with Twitter because I put so much emphasis on it if I don't if I miss a day of replying or engaging mm. with people I feel so bad so I have every day this kind of like performance to do And you is the same because you have like literally no free room in your schedule. No. So if you miss a day, everything kind of like falls apart and then you're so stressed. Uh -huh. And to be honest, I don't actually see a route out of this. And I, I didn't think about this too much when I was building up the the work for the income because I know I need the income because of years of bad choices. And this is the only way I can fix where I am. And I tried for a few weeks to work a regular nine to five. And you know what? That works so bloody well. So I wasn't overworking in terms of hours. I was still doing a, a nine to five Monday to Friday and I was taking weekends off. So I was very careful of that. But I, I guess what's happened here, the intensity of the work. So where it's edits, you've got to be so damn focused. And it's funny. Anyone that I speak to that tries doing edits for themselves, Dago, go, wow, shit, you've really just got to sit here and because you can't listen to music. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Um, edits is so fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. And imagine doing that like six hours a day and just being yeah, 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 yeah. focused on When I was doing my course, I think I couldn't do more than four hours a day. That yeah. was like... Yeah. And when you have to do it, like you, you can't take a break because of deadlines. If I let it slip at all, which I have done, you then get further and further behind. That leads to unhappy clients. Mm. And I've fallen down with that before. So I'm thinking about it, Dango. I don't actually know the solution for this. Could it be... What I, about the finish line? Like, is it, wasn't there like a clear, like one month out finish line where like it would get easier? Yeah. I mean, in theory, yes, but... 
that was the only thing I could really drop was doing two episodes of Indie Bites a, a week and go down to the one. And I've already fallen down to one a week at the moment because it's been too much. And I'm basically replacing that with extra work because I'm going up to once a week with Uncensored CMO in April. So I don't, the work's not going to drop. Uh, but what, but why do you have extra work? Because you don't, you don't need all that, all the money. Yeah, I need all the money. Yeah. Because like you were, you were fine, because like you were literally fine with the money. I mean, the path for the money was good only a, few, a couple of weeks ago, but now you're saying you have even more work, but it's still required. No, so. it, it's the same amount of work plus the one for the, the big deal, the video weekly. So it's the same amount of work and the money on paper is, is good, but I need to keep it up. But I didn't realize it wouldn't be unsustainable. Like if, if I put down all the edits and the clients I have on paper and then all the income, it's like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. That's sustainable. I can make that happen. But I guess in reality, I've realized that it's not because I'm not accounting for maybe some of the bits in between that I need to do, such as lots of emails and admin. Um, oh, yeah. And and like some days, like maybe one day your your computer is going to break down and you can't work for yeah, a couple yeah. of days. Like you always need some kind of like headroom mm -hmm. or like wiggle room. So we had a finish line in terms of getting some of my debt paid down. So I've got a bit more income and then the treat that I wanted to buy myself. That's all good. That's all coming up mid April. But in terms of making the level of work I've got to do at the moment sustainable, I don't quite know. The obvious solution is to hire someone, but I don't know if I can afford that again with, with the income. I've been trying to take time out as much as I can during the day to go and do things. So I played squash for a couple of hours a day, played pickleball yesterday, football, badminton. So I've just been like trying to get myself out and active. So at least my body's moving, but I do shit like ordering Taco Bell um, just before this call because I was feeling miserable and I was like, oh, I'm hungry and I know I'll just, I'll just get some Taco Bell and I know that's not good for me. And I'm drinking a Pepsi no. Max instead of water. I only, oh, yeah. I really only drink water at the moment and I'm just, so I'm like sabotaging in some areas at the moment. <laughs> but well, sometimes, you know, I, yeah. when you're in a breakdown, I sabotage too. So it sounds pretty desperate because it sounds like there's no hope. So is there any way to get hope back? Yeah, I think taking a couple of days off and like resetting, reevaluating and double checking all the edits and that I actually can do them. Because, you know, I said if I wrote down on paper the work that I've got to do and the income I'm going to do, I haven't double checked that in a few weeks and I've gotten new clients since. So maybe a good exercise for me to do would be to write down all the edits I have to do when I'm going to do them and see if that's sustainable. Cause I have the tendency to do this Dago where I go, well, I, I've done three edits a day before. I'll just, I can do it again. I can do that every day when that's not true. Oh yeah. No, that is not true. Yeah, no, just no, because no. you can do it one day doesn't mean you, you have do to it take every day. the worst day as like mm. the estimation case. Exactly. Yeah. You're so right. So that, that'll be an exercise for me to go through all the work I have to do on a weekly basis and plan out to see if it's actually sustainable and then look at okay which clients should i lose or can i increase my prices for some of the clients so i can balance out the lost client yeah yeah and can i make it so it's easier easier to produce indie bites can we outsource the editing for this show can we get a sponsor in that can pay for that that could work because like they're, they're, our episode we recorded last Wednesday I still haven't edited I haven't yeah. even touched it because I've been so behind on all the client edits and I felt really bad about that so yeah, yeah. like it's like a vicious circle anyway like once you miss one I totally yeah. understand that and then it's hard to to climb back up 
because then you have new ones that add on top of it mm. so it's kind of like i like th this evening i probably should do more work and get some shit done i should edit our show but all i can think about is sitting down and going and playing fifa because i don't feel like it and I, i've still got out outstanding work that i haven't done that i still need to just do and i haven't <sighs> well at least now i know what burnout feels like so <laughs> yeah. i have more empathy yeah. <laughs> I already knew, but like, I know like the second type, maybe there's a third type I will discover soon, <laughs> but you know, at least I know two types of burnout, yeah, working cool. for somebody else and working for yourself. Well, it's good. You feel so much better and I'm pleased it wasn't long COVID and we got to the bottom of it and you're feeling better. It's good. Yeah. Well, on well, Indie Bites, I've been teasing it for the last month. I literally agreed this with them three weeks ago, but I finally announced it on Twitter this week. The partner for Indie Bites this year is Email Octopus, and I put a tweet out, tweet thread out about it. I'll put it in the show notes. Email Octopus, they're an email sending platform based in London. I met up with the founders. They're great guys, and they sort of responded to my first initial tweet about the acquisition or year-long sponsor, and they're like, we just want to help. And I love that they're just out to help another indie founder, and I'm using their product It's a very solid email product, and that is what you need from an email sending software. You need something solid that has good deliverability and will let you send emails for good value, actually. Cool, dude. All right, should we wrap it up here? Yeah, let's wrap up, man. I really hope like it gets better this week for you, and it it still gets good for me. And so next week, you know, we have a bit more exciting and hopeful news to share because I'm always like feeling weird when we're sharing a bit too sad news. So. well good chat and I'll speak to you next week yeah see you next week dude thank you for listening to this episode of This Indie Life hope you enjoyed the chat between me and Dago if you've got any questions or feedback feel free to message us on Twitter our handle is at Indie Life Pod I'll pop a link in the show notes for you and if you want to watch us instead of listen a reminder that the pod is on YouTube now that's all from me stay indie James out <laughs>